This is Shaka Wart speak. Awesome. Yeah, stormtrooper with the mustache. So the the question I really have about the this is like, is it is it like added on top of the mask, or would this stormtrooper have such a mustache I mean, that's a good that point. it has to come out of the mask? <laughs> they made a mask, yeah, to cover his mustache. Like they, it, <laughs> the stormtrooper mask. Yes. Uh, <coughs> you know, I don't know. Like, is it necessary or what? But yeah. At the VMFA this morning, we're walking around. Penny and I are walking through, and uh, we turn a corner. We're on the second floor, and we go from like the kind of American modernism. Uh, we get into like the kind of 19th century American portraiture, uh-huh. like right up there on the uh, like the driveway side of it. And there's a giant like eight foot portrait of a dude. Looks like he's like kind of fox hunting or something mm-hmm. next to a horse, and he's got this mustache. Yeah. And Penny goes, "I bet you want a mustache like that one day, Dad." And I was like. I got that mustache. Yeah. I was like straight out of like 1845 or yeah. something. You've already got it. Yeah, it's it's there. It's in there. And she's yeah. like, but you want it bigger, right? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be massive. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Yeah, I'm just going to keep a little vague gray and then keep the mustache kind of disappearing on top a little bit. I mean, what you could do is you could do uh, just, just go like uh, straight awkward mm-hmm. and just get like some just for men like pitch black. And do everything but just do Hogan, but <laughs> Hogan when he was a bad guy, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, brother, yeah, brother. That's so weird, dude. The <laughs> guy's got weird. blonde hair, but he's got like a black beard, and you're like, I don't know why, but I, I believe I mean, it. They, they're telling me it's real, and now I believe that it is. But to say he's, he has blonde hair, I think is a, I don't know, it's a statement in and of itself. Because <laughs> yeah. by that point, <clears throat> I think there was a lot of there was a lot of hope in front <laughs> and party. In the that's back. right, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it was a slip and slide to the back of the pool. It was. It was uh, <laughs> we were a receding hairline for sure. <laughs> like, at what point do you stop calling it that? It's, like it's just down the, here at the end. It's the bald man's mullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's why he became a bad guy. He just looked at his hair and he was like, got to change this. Got to change this up, brother. <laughs> this time. Let's try stunner shades and pitch black beard. Let's stunner shades. <laughs> All right, let's hit into this, dude, while you're eating a snack. Yeah, I'm good to go. Okay. I, I figure we already started. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, stutter shades. and The thing that gets me about these kind of cookies yeah. is the texture never changes. Nope, it's it's unfading. unfading. And it's, I can't even tell, like, how does that texture happen? I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. it's it's an old sugar cookie. I mean, they're not old. They were made last night. but um, <laughs> They're from November. <laughs> yeah, they're from November. It's the November pack. <laughs> So we were just talking about Hulk Hogan, and you said stunner glasses. Yeah, yeah, stunner shades. Stunner shades. Bald man mullets. Bald man mullets and stunner shades. Shout out to all, all our bald friends. Yeah, um, and Hulk Hogan. What's and up, Hulk brother? Hogan. What's up, brother? Yeah. Um, so anyhow, we're back after mm-hmm. a little hiatus and a little uh, New Year's break and all of that kind of good stuff. We're back to kick off 2022. Yeah, but hey, it's uh, it's the same old, same old. Yeah, I mean, really um, nothing's changed. No, I'm still um, eating snacks. Gareth is still eating <laughs> snacks. I can verify that uh, right this second. And yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah, it is 2022, so um, I, we're not doing any Chicago Art Speak resolutions this year or anything like that at all. No. Um, we're just gonna. We're well, just that gonna, was my resolution. Yeah, to not do them. To not do them. That's mm-hmm. right. So we're just gonna pick up with um, a brief topic today. Is a, a kind of an intro topic. Yeah. Um, and you know, and we work through kind of our culmination of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, on suffering and so on there's still just these other big kind of um categories that uh i think you know ideas and mm-hmm. uh sort of um things that we say and one of those 
it was kind of bouncing around the, the, the notion of a calling, you know, like, like I feel called to be an artist. I feel called to this, yeah, yeah. this kind of idea. And I, I, you know, if anybody's listening, I, I know that it's possible that you've said it or felt it, or you've heard people say it, or, or you've even, you know, maybe we don't say calling as much, but I still hear it, you know, like a vocational calling or, mm-hmm. you know, I feel, you know, just that I can't, I can't not do this. And I think when I was younger, I, I used to hear that expressed more. Uh, when I was coming up initially as a studio, like a kind of a studio artist, but um, just this idea that uh, I have to be doing this. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like some kind of know. intrinsic sort of like internal pull yeah. kind of desire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, same thing, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, and and not just in the arts, right? I mean, there's other things where people yep. feel totally uh, that as well. I mean, you know, I had friends that said that they felt, you know, like kind of like a calling towards being a doctor yeah. or a nurse, right? Educator. Uh, educator. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. But it, yeah, it's always one of these kind of terms where I never really, yeah, it was like you kind of understood the idea, mm-hmm. but nobody was really like categorical and clear yeah. in terms of like what that means. Yeah. Um, or if that even could have, if, if you really could, you know, it's almost like um, a lot of times, and it, and it may be true that it is actually. I, I wouldn't say that it's not, but uh, it's it was like as if um, it's kind of like a, a protected statement. It's kind of like mm, yeah, you, it's yeah. like you can't touch it, mm-hmm. and and that's why there's it's just a it's a personal subjective authority claim over what I do. That's sort of bulletproof, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm called to this, and you know, who could tell me otherwise kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And it, and it kind of goes against the, uh, the sort of like middle school guidance counselor administered aptitude test. Yeah. Right. Where it's like based on your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. 78% of your responses say that you should be yeah. a machinist. An orthodontist. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Yep. And then you're just kind of like, well, I guess, do I go down that road or do I actually, should I actually feel a desire Right. Um, to do this. Right. You know, right. And, right. And yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, a, that'll probably be, you know, so today we're not going to really go too deep. Yeah. But I think like, so even like just the sub discussion on desire, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's things that I desire at times that are not necessarily what I should be doing. And so like, nah. you know, there's a whole yeah. discussion on that. And I think that's it. I'm glad that you brought that. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that's worth uh, factoring into this kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so today, I don't, I don't know, I feel like maybe we just, we go in and do a short one, kind of get everybody back, mm-hmm. you know, and listening and, and um, caught up, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and also, I think, you know, I think if I had to think about today, um, it is that it's a sort of a diagnostic day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, you know, we're going to lay out some stuff, generally speaking, but it's going to be for you to diagnose a little bit. And then like, you know, well, we're going to, unpack it into a few episodes and bring in some guests and things like that. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, well, um, yeah, I'm, I, uh, lost my train of thought, Gareth. Help, <laughs> I mean, help I, me out. Yeah. If you want to start with kind of even just like a generalized definition, cause I, I know we gave kind of like a, um, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe kind of more of a motive uh, right. feel for it. But you know, like, uh, when I hear something about like, calling mm-hmm. right I, I mean i immediately think of a phone yes yeah. because of yeah, yeah, yeah parlance for it um but you know if i were to be in my house and call someone it would be like some sort of like external pull mm-hmm. right some sort of 
So it's not like me mustering something up. That's right. And being like, okay, here's what it is. Yeah. So it's kind of more that space is yeah. sort of the category, I think, to well, kind of yeah, put your yeah, elbows yeah. Well, so let's do that real quick. I, I like that. I guess that's what I, I kind of drew a blank. But um, what, what are some of the ways maybe that we think about calling in a, in a more generalized way? Like just, you know, very various, like you, you made a point about like kind of an externalized force. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I think that there's people that have um, – uh, um, it's an internal um, kind of a nag burden, mm-hmm. if you will, like a, th- a thing that won't leave you. You can't, you can't let it go. It, it stays with you as a, as a, um, yeah, kind of a, it, you know, desire, I guess is the way of saying it, but you know, it's, it could be like a burden in a way where it, like, unless you're doing it, you don't have any relief almost. No, that, I yeah. think that was exactly where I was going to go with it because um, <clears throat> there have been times uh, in, in my marriage where my wife has been like, Hey, uh, you need to go somewhere else and you need to spend time with your hands because, uh, you're annoying. Yeah. Like you're grumpy. And I know it's because you haven't, haven't been able to make anything. You've just been sitting at a computer or whatever else. Um, and I, you know, so that's, that's one of those things I feel like it kind of flushes out. Um, exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying, you know, like you gotta do the thing. It kind of feels a little pent up, kind yeah. of like uh, you know Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Got to yeah. go to the forest. Yeah, yeah got to yeah. just anger dance it out. Right, right, right. And so, like you have that, you have you have like a kind of sometimes it's a very mystical thing mm, where yeah, yeah. where someone I think puts a a kind of mystical qualifier on it, like like there's a a calling from like a, a higher place, if you will, and mm-hmm. and uh, and um, that that there's almost a which means it implies a kind of purity to your desire and intent. If you will, and and, and um, direction, direction, yeah, 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 yeah that, that I have to do this. I can't, I can't be doing anything else. I'm called to this kind of thing, and also an externalized purpose. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> which I is is you know, back to what I said earlier. If you talk about like friends I have who are in spaces like education, healthcare, right? They they see a, kind of a different higher purpose. It's mm-hmm. beyond themselves. It's not just I like it. I want to do it. I get right. paid well. Right. But it extends somewhere else. Yeah. So a kind of compelling, yeah, um, yeah, move directional directional move, and you know, like we can talk about that expansively. We can hunker down and just into the arts, if you will, or, um, and so the question is, can we can we maybe we come back to defining calling a little more later, but mm-hmm. like yeah, maybe wait, maybe we could just start with like kind of some of the categories that I think maybe will help help jumpstart the conversation even more. And the question is, you know, my mind is like, and it has been in my mind in the past. It's like, can you know? And I, I, I've come across different categories in the past, and so I'll paraphrase some. But the way that I, I would understand calling is, it's, it's trifold. And I, I talked to a friend who threw a fourth category in as a kind of a modifier. Um, over was it Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit ago, we were having a conversation about calling, which is when I was like, man, maybe we should do a talk on this. Um, and so the way I, I've, I've put it in uh, a lot of others would probably agree is, is calling has something to do with your desire. Mm-hmm. So we've been hitting at that, like that there is a desire, um, there's, um, uh, opportunity, mm. um, and, um, um, affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that you have the desire, you have the opportunity and then there's a kind of an affirmation or a, um, hmm. a validation, if you will. Yeah, that, no, that it's that yeah. Makes sense. That those cum- cumulatively come together, um, and uh, 
the other sort of enjoiner would be an, an infinity mm-hmm. for for the um, the sub the thing you do. Yeah, yeah. there's an, a, a serious affinity for it. You know, you have capacity and op- you desire capacity and opportunity, and then there's an a, there's an affirmation like it's confirmed by others, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because it means it, it takes it out of merely being the desire piece. Right. Um, but it says that uh, per, uh, there's a perpetualness to what I'm doing and what it opens up as far as opportunity goes, mm-hmm. or that it, or that opportunity opens to me. So I I feel called to be a you know, I don't know what, what it would be at this mm-hmm. point. Like I'm trying to think of an example, but, um, you know, I feel compelled to be a public speaker. I, I've always had these things I want to say and wherever I go, it's confirmed by other people and yeah. I keep getting opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm not looking for it, doors keep opening to that. Mm-hmm. And then, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> so then if so you've decided, then you're like, and I desire to do it. Right, and it's then it's being confirmed. Gosh, you are really good at public speaking. Mm-hmm. You are really good at it. Like, like, can you, you know, it's like almost beyond uh, context and people. It's like people that don't even know each other, yeah. and that, that that keeps coming as a confirmation that accords with your desire, and a, and then and then opportunity continues to emerge. Mm-hmm. And then if you throw infinity in there, that there's you have an affinity for it. Like, mm-hmm. like not only do I, it's like I, you know, I'm making this up. It's like. It's not merely public speaking. It's actually like motivational speaking or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I am I am enamored with motivating people, and and uh, and this, you know, opportunity and and confirmation only works to serve, uh, confirm to me that I actually am called to this, if you will. Like that that um, there's some kind of unshakableness between these categories that are actually uh, being lived out in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, suppose so maybe, and I and I, I want to say this carefully because it's you know sometimes a person is just kind of dormant in their experience and they haven't yet had the confirmation, but it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to uh, play too hard and fast with these, but you know there there are times where where you you may find uh, someone who is like I want to be X or Y, and I'm I'm just at home, you know, and yeah. and uh, I, I got a desire, but the desire never really results in um, more than, than a feeling. And, um, uh, I think there's a a kind of persistence to the, the call, if you will, um, that, that does not relent over, Mm -hmm. over gobs of time, over gobs of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think that's real. There's, uh, and we've talked about this, right? You and I both have, um, and I think most of the people listening would say the same thing. Uh, projects or pieces that, for whatever reason, won't get out of our head, mm-hmm. right? And so we understand it, I think, in a very particular particularized way. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're talking about in a larger sense um, with maybe the work we do, it's mm-hmm. like I can't shake this image that I want to see made mm-hmm. in the real world. Um, it kind of feels the same way, like same kind of thing you're talking about mm-hmm. um, with this idea of calling of, of an unshakable thing, something mm-hmm. that isn't just... You know, it's not like the summer fling where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do uh, this this thing. And then, you know, something else pops off and you just forget about it. Yeah. Like it's always kind of coming back, always popping back up. Um, and within that, I think, you know, one place that uh, I would kind of feel like, it, you know, is this a place where we need to sort of make some other space 
is like within a calling, like, so are, are what we are kind of uh, putting out here, is it saying that like within this space of calling, should we understand that as like just professionalism or professionalization of something, you know, or are there like kind of categories within calling for, for how somebody dips into something like the arts? Mm-hmm. Like, is it only career? Like mm-hmm. is calling only towards career or is calling something that can be, you know, even just towards like interest, hobby, whatever. Yeah. Well, I think that's where we can probably have maybe break it down and have a, have a couple discussions. And yeah, one. it's really a, a kind of a, not a rhetorical question, but yeah. kind of a, yeah, just a, a prompting question. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that has to be talked about because I think, um, you know, I've seen people that have, so, you know, studio practice calling where, where they uh the first the so so there's two things i mean there's there's a more than two things there's there's talking about this regarding a project mm-hmm. and there's talking about this like regarding a life of sort of devotion to a cause a thing or mm-hmm. or or making in this case or whatever and um and then there's the somewhere in there is also just a kind of honesty you know um the the confirmation piece is tricky because we we live in a mm-hmm. pretty confirming um environment like whether it's true or not we'll, I was gonna we'll say, say confirmation is out there for you to grab yes. if you do what they want right so what's tricky the reason why i say it's tricky is in when we go into like these issues of professionalization or not is is a lot of times we still value heavy money mm-hmm. in a way where it's like well put your money where your mouth is well right so when people start putting money and skin to what you do it, it seems like sometimes then it takes on more weight, whether it should or not. Yeah. And, and so like, and I don't want to say that that's, that's, that's the only way. Cause I don't believe that actually, it's just that it's gotta be mentioned in this discussion. It could get, um, um, I mean, we could, we could tend to be a bit more, a, a bit too mystical about it. Yes. Um, if we, if we don't have some of those like hard and fast yeah, yeah, like yeah. anchors, right. Um, which is what you don't want to do, right? You don't want to take a, a vague term and just sprinkle fairy dust on it yeah. and make it magical now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I said, I mean, the But you also don't want to remove it from it. No, no, Because no, there, no. there are aspects. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's the thing is like, I, I guess I would want to speak most clearly to um, to the idea of a, a life call into something and then work backwards. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like if you, if you imagine, you know, um, where you know you you just can't do it. You make the shift and you start making studio work, and all of a sudden galleries, doors are opening, and uh, you know people. It's it's like it, doors keep opening. Like sometimes, so the it's the um, opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's the, sometimes the mystical part because yeah. you're like, that's weird that I want to do this, and this person's calling me today. Yeah, like, where did that come? Where from? did that come from? They couldn't. They don't know yeah. this. They don't know my internal desires. They don't know. And, um, and then they're asking me something that I actually have the capacity and, fin- and affinity to do. Mm-hmm. And I step through the door and then boom, it happens again. Yeah. And it starts to accumulate. Um, and I'm not saying every open door is, is a door to walk through, but it's, it's a complicated conversation, which is why I thought it'd be interesting to have to kind of kick off is because how do we discern this stuff? It requires a kind of discerning gotcha. eye. And I also think it, it, the, the confirmation from others is helpful. Like, you got to have a, a, a nice mix of um, the know and be known factor. Like you, you got to be known by people in such a way that um, you'll get some honest feedback from people. Well, I you think know? that's the thing that I, I like about it too. Is is as as we're kind of breaking this down, 
what we see is it's not some kind of like lone person on an island kind of like paving their own destiny, right? It's not some uh, individual manifest destiny going on. Yeah. Uh, but it very much is like there is an internal component to it. There is there is a there is a kind of subjective uh, tap into reality yeah. and understanding um, that's there. Um, but it is a counterpoint with uh, an objective externalized mm-hmm. uh, thing from somebody else. Yep. You know, so and not and, and I would assume that you're not saying like, hey, your your best friend who's always gonna rubber stamp whatever you do is just like, Yeah, cool, do it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. Yeah. But like even people you may not know. Right. So the fact that that this is operating in a kind of an internal subjective and an external objective sort of space, it, like there's there's a fullness, there's a even if you know, to use the terms we use a lot, like a more a more holistic understanding mm-hmm. of, of uh, I'm gonna say this word, but whatever of almost rightness, mm-hmm. um, because that's how it's felt. Fittingness, to me. fittingness is yeah, a good way to put it. Because it's how it feels, right? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the piece that find you find the right place in the yep. puzzle for the piece, yep. and it's like, oh, it there's, a, there's a there's an exhale, there's a relaxing. That's right. Um, so I like the fact that in this in this kind of conversation, the bumpers that we're putting up are not a hey, follow your bliss, mm-hmm. and it's not a other people will tell you what you should do. Yeah. But it is actually a, a, a more full understanding of yeah. that togetherness. Yeah, it's trying to mitigate those um, drifts, you know? Yeah. Like, because, like, you know, we have the, well, no one can tell me no mentality, and, you know, the 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 the, um, <clears throat> the Ken Gilbertson, you're telling me no, so that means that I, I must do it yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> He Which, needs to listen to these episodes. Yeah, that's why we're doing this talk. It's for Ken. <laughs> Just for you, Ken. Uh, we love you, Ken. But um, some people can make that work in their own way. <laughs> in their but own way. The square peg, right? Like so, um, you're, you're trying to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. It's a rough way to go. And um, you know, it's the American Idol singer who can't sing at all. Yeah. And every no is like this weird sentimental step to sentimentalize the no into what you're. I I know I can because I I've been told if I just believe in myself. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a point where, um, it doesn't pass the ear test, you yeah. know, like you, you, you just, you're not called to that, you mm-hmm. know, you're free to, that's the difference. You're yeah. free to do it. You're free to do it. To, and whoever wants to listen to you, listen to you, but <coughs> it doesn't appear to be a calling. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a kind of, um, a resonation that, that happens that it just, it clicks with people and, and um, yeah. And they and they don't have to know you to know your story to, for it to click necessarily. It's not it's not necessarily a condition of of that. Now this really raises questions for later about the nature of reality in such a way that you, this would even be a discussion. But mm-hmm. you know, like what kind of world do we live in where we're talking about like being called to something? Like what what are and I think this is what we can get into in future episodes is like what what even constitutes the idea that we would we like we're the kind of being that would be called into something is really odd and, yeah. and worth having. But but I know there's people listening and I know that there's people out there that have, have lived what we're saying oh, yeah. as far as um as far as having desire that ebbs towards affinity that um where yeah sometimes doors open that you can't explain mm-hmm. and there is there is confirmation in it. You know, I've gotten confirmation on things from two different coasts with people that do not know each other saying verbatim the same thing about me. So there must be something to it. Yeah. Um over over decades, mm-hmm. so so when you start to live in in that trajectory, you 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 kind of it's like oh I get it like, <coughs> because you could have you know here's the interesting thing I think this was where I hadn't thought about the infinite uh, affinity piece until it was brought to my attention by a friend a uh, mutual friend of ours 
um, as something someone else had had kind of contributed, so they were reading somewhere else. But mm-hmm. and I always, you know, desire. But it's like, oh yeah, that's right, because affinity kind of adds something to desire and says like, like I could. I could have doors open to me and I could have a certain amount of desire for something, but it may not really be called to it. No, that's uh, <coughs> yeah. And I think a really stupid way to kind of look at that in a, in a microcosmic uh, real world sense is um, so my kids have like this little Nerf basketball goal in the room, right? So uh, it's over the bedroom door and they got a little squishy ball. Love those. And, Abducted know. a lot of people in my day on those court. <laughs> yeah. Rooms. Really yeah. just like poster people just yep. all over the face. Poster my mom. <laughs> Just dunked all in her head. Did she even know it was happening, or was it just like one of those? Like, Man, yeah, tan, tan, uh, brain debris tangent. Yeah, she did not like. So like, we had high ceilings in our house, and so I I used to love to touch the ceiling, and yeah. the higher things were, the higher I like. So she hated it because there'd be hand marks she couldn't reach. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, mom. Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like so, they've got this little, <coughs> you know, dumb little nurse set, and they'll, uh, like, my son is three, and he's little, and so he's just kind of like chucking his ball, yeah, right, and he wants to do it, yep, but don't uh, him. he gets kind of frustrated because he can't do it at any level well, uh-huh. right, but there's still something in him that's like, no, I'm doing this, uh huh, so. Right down the block from us, there's this really nice basketball court behind this church about a block down the road from us. And I noticed the other day they had the goals all the way down. So I was like, hey, y'all, after you finish like doing your chores today, we're going to roll down oh, for 30 man. minutes. We'll go shoot. Go dunk on Dan the man. I mean, so this thing is like, I mean, it, six feet maybe. Yeah. Right. So my daughter's had the same experience. We're just getting frustrated. So she really wants to. She's like, yeah, let's do this. We're going to play basketball. It's going to be great. And she's shooting a few times. And she's aspirational let's put it that way yeah she's way too far back mm-hmm. she's getting nowhere close you know she's just <laughs> like why am i not making it and i'm like well the physics are against you right now and uh so she moves into the right place and i show her technique and then she starts kind of consistently you know out of every five she'll hit one maybe two mm-hmm. and it's good and i'm like this is great she's, she's shooting as good as russell westbrook yeah i yeah. mean hey she's she's outperforming Shaq in free throws yeah so she's got a career mm-hmm. so the uh the whole thing's just popping off, and she's doing great. And, you know, Dan is just like, he has no concept of his inability to do whatever, mm-hmm. um, which I love. He's just like, he's just going to kick the world in the chest. And so I'm picking him up. He's dunking. I'm teaching him to hang on the rim and just, like, grunt and just, like, kick his feet out and just be, like, obnoxious. So he's doing that. And the thing is, is, like, the more they would see the ball go through the hoop, the more they were like, yes. Mm-hmm. So whatever was in there that was making them keep do it, yeah, keeping uh, keeping them doing it, um, whatever that was, mm-hmm. when it was getting returned in some way, mm-hmm. it was just like yes, even more so now. Yeah. So now my kids like haven't been quiet about it. Like, it's just right there, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just go down. The and that's the that's the thing too. So like in the it's 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 you know so it's like desire, capacity, opportunity, mm-hmm. and then you throw in you know confirmation and um, affinity, kind of yeah. You put these categories together, and capacity's got to be there. And I think that's one of the things that um, capacity is is not what what is uh, known by the person, but also what can be known and also demonstrated or done. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the the um, when you're really looking at yourself, like there there's these capacities, like like um, you know, if a person is like, I want to be an artist, but they literally cannot take care of themselves. Yeah, they may not have the capacity to be an artist. Right. That's a weird thought. 
It, well, yeah. It's uh, a weird thought. Yeah. And it, listen, I'm not saying this as a guy who t- who's, ta- who's taking very good care of himself, you know, over the years. I, but, I mean, like, if you can't pay bills and, and um, function at the most basic level of responsibility, it, it as much as the idea of an artist mm. would say that's okay, the actuality, the reality, the opportunities that are not opening up for you may have much to do with your capacity. And so if you are incapable of those things, and that's the only way, like by neglecting everything else is the only way you can make something, mm-hmm. well, then you may not be called to it. Right. Because it's 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 um, offsetting your life to such an extent that life for you can't happen. No, that's real. And, and, I mean, that's that's just an example. I'm not saying I'm, I'm right. I'm just uh, per se. I, I don't want to undermine what I'm saying, but I also don't want it to be seen as like an extreme either or. But that's why I said this would be a good diagnostic because, like, those are the things you got to think about. So here's the thing. You go back and you start to figure out how to actually take care of life responsibility, which I've had to do. And, you know, it's like certain things do not come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. But I'm married and, you know, my wife is excellent at things that I'm not. And, you know, we – and I've grown. Mm -hmm. So I had the capacity so I could grow. Um, But I've also had friends that did not – could not grow. Yeah. And so they kind of are exactly where they were 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so what's interesting is like even their art is and you, you start to wonder like I don't even know if this was for you because because you know like so being a studio artist it's difficult like yeah it's difficult because because you you ha- you have to function like a business in, in this case mm-hmm. and um, there's what we glamorize and there's what's what's actually going on you have to know how to actually talk to people you have to represent yourself well you have to represent your constituencies well the gallery well mm-hmm. um, and uh, even if you're doing pop-up shows at nonprofit or you know nonprofit exhibitions, you're, you're still representing something. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying perfection. I'm just saying that uh, there is the people that I know that are doing well as artists are so typically they've got a few of these categories down. You yeah. Know, like yeah. they're you know they like you know they they're not perfect, but they've they've um, there's like things that they know how to get done. Like they can be responsible. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, like they're they're reliable. They're they're um, actually not flaky. Mm-hmm. You know, these these stereotypes like that they don't necessarily fulfill. And you're like, and they're creative, and they've mastered time management. And not everybody, not all the time. <coughs> Again, I don't want to overstate that, but I guess I'm talking to the extreme and saying like, you know, there's folks that are like in their mind they're an artist, but no part of their life is prepared to to be it at all yeah. there's no evidence for it and they think it's merely just about like drawing a picture and mm-hmm. you're like that they couldn't be further from the truth like there's two there's so many other factors well that's uh i mean one of the ways that i discuss this with with folks and students um in the same spaces um the categories that we've probably mentioned at some point in the past few years but um we can go into more depth in uh, future episodes but this idea of uh, entrance criteria and excellence criteria and that uh, for anything you do those two things exist so I would say like you know uh, entrance criteria for the NBA might be hey here this dude's seven foot six <laughs> somebody's gonna draft him somebody's gonna pick him up somebody's gonna give him a try right he's super tall yeah you put your hands up and just stand there now can't dribble a ball got no wherewithal no idea about where he is on the court or how the relationships exist. Excellence criteria is different. So getting into a thing, 
and being good at a thing, they're different things for us. Mm-hmm. But we we tend to flatline mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and yep. just like make it all two dimensional. Yep. And say, well, if you have X and Y, then you're in, and then it's all you. That's right. And if you fail, it's you. If you succeed, it's you. It's nothing else. Nobody else. It's super cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It's the most uh, just uh, garbage uh, industrial mindset of like, you know, hey, we put the thing in the machine it extruded this object. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. So I think that's even within that space of entrance criteria, ex- uh, excellence criteria yep. is, is super helpful. Yeah. Um, because also um, we don't want to get into a space where we start saying, well, calling is only evidence-based, mm-hmm. right? Like we're talking about. Yep. Um, so it's not just have you done X, Y, and Z, and we've created some sort of like a <laughs> giant millstone around your ankles uh, checklist that you mm-hmm. never live up to. Um, but yeah, it there's there's a lot of space to really talk about like what what it, what is it that other people can see yeah and not see uh, what what is it that you see and can do and can't yeah. do yeah, yeah. Um, even in the space of knowing that these are also terms that are in flux mm-hmm. and not in flux in terms of like their definitions will change but they're they're in flux in terms of uh, you're talking about capacity I think each of these have a sort of different capacity or even an ability we have to tap into our knowledge of those things. Yeah. So my desire when I was like eight to be an artist was there. Yeah. It's not the desire I have now. Right. Um, and it makes sense, right? In the same way, my I could run a mile when I was eight. It's different than the mile I run now. Yeah. So there's a lot of other ways that we can kind of look at uh, understanding this, that it's not a static thing that yeah. we play out for the next X number of years in our career, but it actually grows and develops we understand it more and less like there's a lot of really nuanced things we can get into which is why we're talking about this because we love those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i just got a, a a call i i switched over to a new had to switch over from sprint to t-mobile mm-hmm. like i got forced to do yeah, yeah. Well, not forced but and i so one of the things that i love about t-mobile is um whenever i get a, a scam call mm-hmm. it they actually name it for me and it nice. always is scam likely Scam so likely. in my mind, like scam likely just called right now. And so in my mind, dude sucks. Yeah. It's like a per It's so nice because scam likely is now this person dude, that's calling like me a, about my warranty on my car. It sounds like a scam. character from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. It's scam likely. Nice. <laughs> I am scam likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really satisfying, man. The first time Laura and I saw scam likely on my caller ID, we both just started laughing because it hit us the same way. Hey, here's one for you. I'm just going to drop this in and we can carry on. Uh, y'all out there, just Google Slim Good Body. <laughs> keep, uh, keep going, Ryan. Slim Good Body. There's an, there's an eight, a piece of 80s brain debris from you from public television. It's good to go. Slim Good Body. Dude, it's the worst name in the world when you, when you look at the images. It's oh, worse. no. It's not, it's not weird. It was a kid's show. I don't know if that makes it weirder. That makes it weirder. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, we got we got so yeah, calling yeah calling I, I I that's all I got for today man yeah I think that's about it uh, I think wheels I, were falling off wheels were falling off I'm I'm rusty I've been out no and, I think that's uh, good because I mean there's so much more I want to say but yeah I'm trying to stop myself from it yeah I'm um, I, I'm I'm wanting to just kind of get out the uh, initial initial categories and you know 
Yeah, um, and, and hit us up. Throw us some comments uh, and questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, some things that this kind of, if this like jogs your brain in some way, if it yeah. gives you some jolt in direction, if it pisses you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a conversation starter. Um, if you, you know, yeah. have to throw your phone against the wall and stop listening. Don't to do us. that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. We um, don't mean it that seriously. Just take the headphones off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, any of those things, let us know. Hit us up. Um, you know, uh, drop us a, a DM on Instagram, put a comment uh, on the website. You know, if you know us, yeah. text us. Text us, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. We're, uh, we're back. Airplane with a banner behind it, whatever you got. I'd love that. I'd love that. That'd be great. Especially with some of the questions we got in the past that are super verbose. Yes. Like a 14-paragraph email. It's like, I love those. Let me run this by you. Yes, please. And here's a seven-mile-long banner behind a prop plane. With music. <laughs> and, an, and an airplane. <laughs> and a villain named Scam Likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, I guess we're kind of piecing out. And uh, excited about this. Going to have some good stuff to talk about. Uh, welcome to 2022, y'all. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Uh, don't give in all the negativity. Uh, yeah, let's make 2022 way better than 2021. Please. Yes. 2021 was one of the worst years of my life. Yeah, we can do it because uh, it's 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 us. It's not, you know, we're not victims right. of circumstances. Yeah. But, hey, we love all y'all. You're a fantastic audience. We will catch you next time. Peace. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.